It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On the Washington football team with your host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Today's NFL draft opening episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome, returning listeners and new listeners. I'm feeling we might have a, a substantial flock of new listeners coming into the, today's episode, Chris, because it is our final episode before the first round kicks off tonight at the 2021 NFL Draft in Cleveland, Ohio. Welcome to all of you. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show, leave a rating, leave a review. When Chris and I are not here, you can find Chris over at Team 983, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday with Pete Methurst, and you can find them both on the Odyssey app as well. You can also find Chris covering your Washington football team and writing on SI.com. Find me at the Locked On Bucks podcast at BucksNation.com for SB Nation covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Twitter. Find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82 and find the show at Locked WFT Pod. Today we've got our final first round mock draft before the real thing gets kicking off. We're going to see how we see the board falling and give you four options for who the Washington football team could take according to the way we see things at the end. Yeah, and David, here's what we're going to do just so fans know. We're only going to go through the Washington football team's pick just because that's the area of most interest. But that means we're picking for basically 18 teams ahead. And like you said, no trades, but there's a lot of rumors and a lot of speculation. So so before we get to the actual picks, we also wanted to make mention Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, who's generally very dialed in, along with Dan Graziano of ESPN, who covered the NFC East for a long time. Uh, and again, does good work. They are saying on ESPN today, um, as we lead into this, that Washington has, quote, has done legwork on a potential trade-up, making phone calls to teams in or around the top 10. They also mentioned, we've talked to a few personnel evaluators who think Washington's target is not a quarterback. Now, again, we should... We should say who, personnel evaluators who are guessing, who are taking educated guesses based on rumblings, based on maybe what they've heard from their general manager, what have you. That doesn't mean they're not. That doesn't mean that they're not uh, going to uh, potentially take a quarterback or move up for a quarterback. It just means that's the feeling as of right now. Again, Nobody should be surprised that Washington wants to move up. We've been saying, uh, obviously, for weeks now that they pretty much want were open for business on anything uh, and that they certainly had an interest in moving up. I guess the only twist here uh, is that it may not be for a quarterback. So 
With that being said, let's get into our picks, right? And I'm just going to go and group them through the top five, and then David's going to react, and then we will have the Washington football team pick coming up later for you. With the number one overall pick, this one is easy. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence, Clemson to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Urban Meyer. Number two pick, again, this one pretty easy. Zach Wilson of BYU going to the New York Jets. Number three, this is where the draft gets interesting. San Francisco 49ers, ultimately, I thought they would go Trey Lance. I think Kyle Shanahan knows and likes Mac Jones a little bit more. Maybe there's a split. Maybe there's a divide. Who knows? We settled on Mac Jones, the Alabama quarterback, at number three for the San Francisco 49ers. Number four, the Atlanta Falcons. Again, considering that they don't move out here, Kyle Pitts, the tight end stud out of Florida, and final pick in the top five, the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow gets some more help. Jamar Chase, his former LSU teammate. David, your quick reaction. Yeah, out of those top five, pretty much pretty much running chalk, right? But I think the interesting pick, like you said, is San Francisco at number three. Uh, whether or not it's Mac Jones, apparently it's down to Mac Jones uh, and Trey Lance. I think it should be Justin Fields, but hey, I'm not, I'm not working for the 49ers for a reason. Uh, so that's that's where things are getting really interesting. But like you, you know, leaning towards Mac Jones because that's what the reports all say. And then moving into uh, picks six through ten, we've got the Miami Dolphins going with offensive tackle Panay Sewell out of Oregon to help protect protect Tua Tungavailoa back there. The Detroit Lions going Jalen Waddle out of Alabama to give Jared Goff a fighting chance after losing Galladay this offseason. Carolina Panthers going Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, and, and that was another interesting one that we kind of talked about, Chris, because I don't think they should add another quarterback. I know a lot of people do, and uh, the owner, David Tepper, certainly seems hell-bent on finding their franchise quarterback no matter how many tries they have to take to do so. And then at number nine for the Denver Broncos, getting who I think is is at least the third-best quarterback in this class, maybe even the second. Uh, that argument could certainly be had getting Justin Fields, the quarterback out of Ohio State, and then the Dallas Cowboys take the first defensive player off the board with Patrick Satane the second out of Alabama at pick number 10. All right, and before our first break, I would just say this. I mean, Sewell makes sense. The Dolphins seem to always be uh, uh, shuttling around the offensive line, which led to the Eric Flowers trade. Uh, maybe maybe Jalen Waddles a little bit too early there. Detroit apparently tried to move up to number four uh, with Atlanta, but couldn't meet the Falcons' price. The two quarterbacks would seemingly knock out Washington, obviously, but that could be a tradable spot there, and the Cowboys get uh, a corner, which they desperately need. We continue with picks. 11 through 18 coming up next. David and I sharing our picks and how we see the mock draft uh, for the first 19 picks going. Plus, we'll have an offense and a defensive choice for number 19 on the Washington football team. That is coming up shortly right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. 
To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T.com slash locked on NFL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NFL and get started today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, back now for segment two here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell continuing our first round mock draft, our final first round mock draft before the real thing gets going uh, tonight. You know, in Cleveland, Ohio, and we're going to start with pick number eleven uh, going to the New York Giants cornerback J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. So back to back corners going back to the Dallas Cowboys taking Patrick Sertain the second, and uh, can't really blame them with uh, with all the work the Washington Football Team has done in the receiver group and then at the quarterback position, uh, fully expect the Washington football team to come out firing bullets. So the Cowboys and Giants getting some help uh, in defending that passing game. Philadelphia Eagles go the other direction in our board. Devontae Smith out of Alabama, the Heisman Trophy winner, going number 12 to the Philadelphia Eagles as they continue to try to flesh out their, their weapons for whoever their quarterback of the future is going to be, whether that's Jalen Hurts or, or another guy uh, to be determined. Los Angeles Chargers grab offensive line help with Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern, and then the Minnesota Vikings trying to get back to that defensive prowess or that that dominance that they've had from time to time over the years, taking Quiddy Pay, the edge rusher, out of Michigan. Yeah, that's an interesting one because certainly their defense needs help on pretty much every level, but losing Everson Griffin uh, last year, I could certainly see that. The one that I had kind of, and, and we, you know, to be honest with you, to peel back the curtain, we had a little bit of a debate on was number 12 with the Eagles and Devontae Smith. Uh, now, they certainly need re- receiver help. That's not the question. The question is, is do they need receiver help more? Or do they need linebacker help more? And in our mock, we went with Devontae Smith Alabama, the Heisman Trophy winner, over potentially taking Micah Parsons, a big-time difference maker uh, at cornerback. So, um, you know, I, I'm sorry, at, at, at linebacker. So, uh, you know, to me, uh, I, you know, I, I like I could see them going either way. And Devontae Smith, I mean, everybody worried about his size, David. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, kind of reminds me of like what Deshaun Jackson ultimately was. And I know Deshaun had plenty of injuries and – uh, but I don't, I don't, you know, I covered Deshaun for three years. I, I don't know if his injuries were necessarily because of his size, right? I, I mean, his injuries were more soft tissue, uh, you know, more hamstring related, uh, that type of thing, as opposed to, you know, being uh, just a small, frail body. And, and one thing I would say, Sean McVay, the Los Angeles Rams head coach, used to tell me about, Deshaun Jackson, and I use that in comparison again, maybe to Devontae Smith, that you know, you make up for your lack of size if you are an elite ball tracker. And maybe Devontae Smith is that type of guy where again he can climb the ladder and he can adjust and use his body positioning to not get hit so hard and to make up for the lack of you know six three six four height what have you because of how good of a ball tracker he can be 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and that's that's kind of the beauty of once you get past kind of that first section of picks. I mean, I think the first section of picks, uh, it's almost, you know, without a trade, especially looking at Atlanta, you know, even at San Francisco, like no matter what quarterback they take, everybody's pretty sure they're going quarterback. And it really doesn't seem to have too big of an impact on what happens. It's not like if, you know, if they go Justin Fields at three, like the entire board just kind of changes after that. It really kind of stays the same no matter what. So the draft really starts at four. And then you kind of go through it, and we're seeing it now. It's, it gets a little bit more difficult, and you can have some some more conversations. We had another conversation about pick number 18 with the Miami Dolphins because of that same exact reason that uh, the, the, the talent pool kind of gets more closely related. So there's guys that are kind of on the same level from an evaluation standpoint as far as grading for their position. So you can see teams go a, n- a number of different ways, uh, but I think we feel good about our next batch of picks and, and which way we see these teams go. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll start off with number 15 before we get to Washington, of course, at number 19 coming up here. Uh, number 15, we just talked about it. Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State going to the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. That would be an interesting fit. We'll get David's thought on that in just a sec. Number 16, the Arizona Cardinals trying to replace uh, Patrick Peterson, who left for Minnesota, they go Caleb Farley uh, out of Virginia Tech. Number 17, the Las Vegas Raiders steal Christian Derisaw out of Virginia Tech. There's some injury news on uh, Big Chris, uh, but at number 17, the Raiders go there and solidify some protection for Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. And at number 18, the Miami Dolphins. You just mentioned this, David, go Najee Harris from Alabama. Their running back group is not great, and they reunite a couple of Crimson Tide in the backfield behind Tua Tonga Viola. Yeah, and it's interesting because Locked On Dolphins host uh, Kyle Krabs actually caught a little bit of flack for the two picks that he made for the Miami Dolphins in our Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. So if you haven't uh, checked that out already and you want to go back and listen to those episodes and then the, the final episode, uh, some of those experts kind of go through and they kind of go through like a winners and a losers and Ross Tucker uh, didn't pull any punches when he, he he basically flat out said, I don't know what the Miami Dolphins are doing. And Najee Harris was one of the selections there. But Chris, yeah, I mean, we looked at what the team needs. We looked at kind of who they have on staff already and in their in their position groups. And out of the players available, Najee Harris just seems like the best fit. Not only uh, does he bring a dynamic to their running back group that they don't currently have right now, but he's familiar with to a tongue by low from their time in Alabama. He's a guy that can run the ball. He can he can catch the ball. He can be a quarterback's best friend especially as he develops and becomes more of an nfl type of player Uh, but then going back all the way to number 15 with micah parsons you know the new england patriots that was another sticky spot because they could definitely use quarterback but i mean with you know with with all those guys off the board you know i think 15 is way too early for a a davis mills or a kyle trask you know i think that would that would probably set the entire draft world on fire uh if they went there they could you wide wide receiver help but it's 15 you know are you taking rashad bateman or terrace marshall at 15 Kadarius tony maybe at 15 we could have gone there i suppose uh, so we kind of went best player available uh, at a position in need, which is Micah Parsons. They have some good linebackers, but like you kind of mentioned as we were discussing it, they could use some more explosiveness and some more talent uh, and versatility there. So that's why we went there. And then I, I love these Virginia Tech guys, Chris, going back to back, because I've noticed over the mock drafts that they don't always go like Arizona and Vegas, but pretty much no matter where they go, they seem to go back to back no matter where they're at on the board. It's just been kind of an amazing dynamic for me that – Basically, Farley and Darisaw. Sometimes it's Darisaw first, then Farley. Sometimes Farley and Darisaw. But but time and time again, when I see these mock drafts, 
I see these two uh, Vatek guys going back to back in the in the first round. Yeah, and just one thing I'll add: both of them are dealing with some significant injury concerns. We found out that Darisol was playing with basically a torn groin uh, and had surgery in, I believe it was January, uh, towards the end of last year. Uh, and of course, Farley has had two back situations and now has COVID. He's not even going to be able to attend the draft. Uh, so, I mean, a lot going on there with both of those guys. Farley more than Darisol. Uh, but yeah, that's the deal uh, on that. All right, coming up next, coming up next, we will give you uh, each an offensive and a defensive player preference pick for the Washington football team who currently right now sit on the clock at number 19. David will give you a one on offense and one on defense. I'll give you one on offense and one on defense. Uh, and that's how we'll leave it uh, because Listen, we can't even control the top 18 picks, never mind the 19th pick and never mind anything uh, after that. But that's coming up next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Yeah, we're going to do that. Thanks in part to our friends over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at betonline.ag this week. Tons of sports action on the go. The NFL draft obviously is getting started. The Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all your latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, NBA, NHL, and UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus using the promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. David, as you know, we tell our listeners all the time, and we mean it, like why go anywhere else but rockauto.com if you need something for your car or your truck or whatever kind of vehicle you have, whatever make or model, old or new, foreign or domestic, small or major, you don't need to go to that big auto parts superstore. Why would you do that and pay more uh, as they try and, you know, take care of their overhead and their employees and uh, they try and take care of the local mechanic down the street who buys in volume for them, but they're going to charge you again top end prices. Nope, not at rockauto.com. You are going to get treated just the same as everyone else, including that mechanic down the street. He's not going to get the preferential treatment that you're not going to get. You're both going to get the same great price, the same great service, the same great access to all the parts your car or truck will ever need at wonderful, again, wonderful prices. Just go to rockauto.com. They're a family business, been serving car auto parts customers online for 20 years uh, and shop there. And when you go to rockauto.com to see all the parts available for your car, truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us section? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast as David and I have picked through the first 18 picks of the 2021 NFL draft, which of course comes your way from Cleveland all this weekend. We will have coverage for you all across the Locked On podcast network uh, and of course here on Locked On Washington football team. All right, so David, um, now uh, what we're going to do is give just for volume and for options based on how our board shook out, we're going to give an offensive and a defensive preference 
uh, each one of us, right, um, in terms of how we see Washington potentially being able to go based on, again, who is available in our board. And we should point out, you mentioned the ultimate mock draft, uh, and you were talking about kind of the reaction there uh, with uh, Kyle Krabs and the Dolphins pick. Well, we picked at number 19, we picked Micah Parsons because he was available uh, to us. And Michael Irvin, the Hall of Famer, seemed to enjoy that pick and like that pick. And I think a lot of Washington football fans would very much like that pick, despite some character questions uh, and concerns. But unfortunately, uh, as we do this here at number 19, we mentioned uh, on our board with our picks, uh, we collaborated on he went number 15 to the New England Patriots. So I guess I'll start here, if you don't mind, right, with my offensive preference. Uh, I, I know this might not make as much sense after the Eric Flower trade, uh, Eric Flowers trade, I should say, but I'm still going to hunch my bet and go with Elijah Vera Tucker uh, out of USC, the versatile guard slash tackle. Uh, I, I, there's been a lot of buzz, um, you know, internally and externally about Vera Tucker. Uh, it, again, it would seem to be an oversplash at guard, which is his primary position. Uh, considering the Eric Flowers trade. I understand that. Wes Schweitzer, Sadiq Charles, Brandon Sheriff. Uh, but you know what? There's nothing to be said that A, Vera Tucker isn't seen more as a tackle by Washington and couldn't be used more as a swing backup tackle instead of a guy like David Sharp. Uh, number one, number two, there isn't anything to be said that Wes Schweitzer is going to be great uh, in his second year. And he was fine last year. Good, solid, what have you. And also this could potentially, if they take Vera Tucker, it could lead to potentially them shopping Brandon Sheriff, the one-year franchise tag player. So I'm still going to go with Vera Tucker uh, despite the overemphasis, it seems, on an interior offensive lineman. Uh, and that and that's a good player to take, especially at 19. I mean, I've seen him mocked in the top 10 several times. So getting basically a top 10 talent at number 19 to add your offensive line. I mean, anybody that says you can have too many players on your offensive line uh, has not watched enough football to know how wrong that statement would be. Uh, and I'll kick it off with defensive prospects. My first, uh, the first name that popped out of me is a guy that we've talked about a lot. He's been mocked to Washington a lot, and that is Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, who I'm going to hesitate to call linebacker out of Notre Dame. Linebacker, safety, big nickel, Swiss Army knife, weapon, whatever you want to call him, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa is a, a difference maker on the football field and when you look at pair, pairing him up uh, or teaming him up rather with with secondary that Washington has built and can continue to build later and build later on in the draft and you look at Chase Young and that defensive front that they have I mean Jeremiah Wusukormo is a guy that can come in and absolutely wreak havoc in no matter what role Washington uh, decides to play him in and it just gives them a whole lot of creativity uh, and possibilities to be versatile uh, throughout the season, no matter who they're facing. Yeah, and, and and I agree. I mean, JOK, you can do a lot with him. Now, some people love him for the Washington football team. Some people, quite honestly, do not like him for the Washington football team. Uh, I'm a little bit mixed on both, um, to be honest with you. I, so, to me, um, you know, because I see, you know, the more people you talk to, the more buzz that builds, um, you, you know, you say like you have to have a specific goal in mind for Jeremiah Usu Koromoa. Like you have to have a specific plan. You just can't run him out there and figure it out on the fly. And and that is hard, right? And I would presume he would start at weak side linebacker. But to me, uh, David, and maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I'm asking too much of this. I'm also making my be my defensive pick uh, if I go defense at number 19 with somebody that I think could eventually, whether it be late this year or next year, move over to the Mike linebacker spot because John Bostic is on the final year of his deal, as we've touched on uh, plenty of times. So 
partly for that reason um, and partly because I just love his athleticism in space, even though there's a lot of controversy. Uh, let's call that right now. Uh, I'm going to go with Zaven Collins out of Tulsa as my defensive player uh, preference. And, and here's just a short little snapshot. You know, there's been a lot of talk that he bumped up to 270, that he wants to be an edge rusher, that he wants to be uh, this and he wants to be that, you know, because he's setting himself up for a big payday if he's a 4-3 edge or a uh, 4-3 end uh, or a 3-4 edge, right? And, and clearly here in a 4-3, he would have to be uh, either, again, a defensive. Now, listen. I don't know how you feel, David, but first of all, I was told that Collins' natural playing weight um, was about 264, 265. So, you know, again, he's only like five pounds. You know, that's like kid fat, right? That's not, you know, 100 pounds. That's not 75 pounds over. So it really should not affect his athleticism all that much as long as he keeps his weight under control. And the thought was, is this wasn't just a kid that was not keeping his weight under control. This was done, you know, sort of by design. And, you know, okay, fine. So so you can get around that. But here's my thing. If you take Zayvon Collins, number one, he's probably the best coverage linebacker in the draft. And if not, probably definitively. Number two, I can get you, I can use you as a versatile chess piece in terms of my pass rush off the edge. Washington showed an ability to do that. Landon Collins did it before he got hurt in that Dallas game. Cameron Curl did it several times coming off the edge. You can use Avon Collins as a pass rusher if he wants to build his assets and his skill and his all-around value. You can do it. And yeah, okay, you might not get paid as much as a 43 edge if you're more of a linebacker. And I understand that's kind of like the, the chess piece here, but you'll get paid plenty if you're as good as he is in coverage. And if you get, you know, three, four, five sacks a year or what have you, depending on what system you're using. So I'm going with Zabin Collins as my defensive player preference. Yeah, I like that. And, and I, I like kind of how you, how you say those things. And, and I would offer a word of caution to Zayvon Collins or really any any NFL prospect, uh, sometimes you need to go with with kind of what got you there. You know what I mean. And I understand the desire to make more money and secure more of your future, your family's future. Uh, you know, moving on. But I, I always kind of go back to to Noah Spence. You know, when when he was coming out and you know he had some problems. You know, back in college, I ended up having to leave Ohio State and and go through the JUCO routes and all that stuff. But he made a name for himself at the Senior Bowl. Ends up getting drafted in the second round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, I said it all along during the draft process that he looks more like a 3-4 outside linebacker, edge rusher, standing up a little bit smaller, use that quick twitch, use some of that speed, uh, than he is a guy who can win with his hand in the dirt, you know, and, and, and speed to power and all that stuff. And the Buccaneers tried, you know, at the time they were running a 4-3 defense, so they tried to make him a 4-3 defensive end. They had him bulk up. And what ended up happening is he got slower. He wasn't able to emphasize the speed enough. You know, he did get stronger, but he that's not his game, and that wasn't his game. And uh, he bounced around. I know he was in Washington for a period of time. He was in New Orleans for a period of time. And I don't even know if he's in the NFL anymore, to be honest with you. But, I mean, I would just, I would just be careful, you know, because that was a player who, again, was willing to bulk up and put on the mask to play kind of a quote-unquote sexier position. But guess what? You make a lot more money being a, a you know, a 4-3 inside linebacker or a 3-4 outside linebacker than you do not being in the NFL. That's what I'll tell you. Uh, so if you're going to go that route, Zavin, uh, you know, he's not going to hear this. But hopefully if he, if he goes that route, hopefully he's successful in it because he's definitely got a lot of talent. 
And then, Chris, uh, for me, going over to the offensive side, I like Elijah, Elijah Vera Tucker, but like you kind of said, they've already kind of addressed the interior of that offensive line a little bit. So I'm looking at a guy like Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State, and look, he can end up being a guard too. You know what I mean? Tevin Jenkins is a guy who – uh, he's got tackle, you know, experience, and, and that's kind of where everybody's looking at him. But there are there are people who evaluate him and say that he could end up being a guy that ends up playing guard in the National Football League. So you're kind of getting that opportunity to maybe find yourself a tackle, but then you're also getting a guy who could probably shift inside if you need him to. You're getting a little bit of versatility. And go back to what I said about Jeremiah Wusu koromoa I love me some versatility. You know what I mean? I like it. Uh, and I know that some people, th- there is a reason to be a little bit turned off by that. You look at Isaiah Simmons and, and the fact that it took the Arizona Cardinals, what, eight, nine weeks to really start figuring out how to use him accurately. Me personally, I like those types of challenges. So even though I draft Tevin Jenkins thinking tackle, but maybe in a year or two, he's actually a guard. I'm okay with that because it gives me a chance to not only bulk up the interior like we've already done through trades and the franchise tag and all that, but it gives me an opportunity to bulk up my, my perimeter of my offensive line as well. And I've got more picks later on that if I want to come back and get a more secure tackle, like a flat-out tackle or more flat-out guard, I can do so as well. You know who also likes versatility? John Matsko, the offensive line coach, and Ron Rivera. Uh, you may have heard of him of the Washington football team. I, I like Tevin Jenkins as well for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. All right, coming up on Thursday morning, uh, you may already be listening on Thursday morning, David is going to post a poll question at – at Locked WFT Pod, at Locked WFT Pod, and on our individual Twitters, which one of those four picks that we just mentioned and preferences you would like to have. Also, we will have our top three cornerback and offensive line targets that make sense for the Washington football team because we simply ran out of time and didn't be uh, get to them here on this particular podcast. That's going to do it for us. We will, of course, have extensive draft coverage throughout the weekend, both Locked On uh, Podcast Network, Locked On NFL, Locked On Washington Football, team locked on now all sorts of stuff make sure you check out david on the buck side as well uh and we will have you covered over here between david and i on the washington side thanks for listening as always to the washington uh locked on washington football team podcast also don't forget tonight the locked on podcast network is partnering with the draft network to cover the nfl draft live get inside an analysis from locked on local experts and the draft network's national experts subscribe to the locked on nfl youtube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. And don't forget to keep on listening to the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast.
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.